today's Leading Women episode 309 with the wonderful Mirta Desir. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Mirta Desir. Mirta Desir is an entrepreneur and nationally recognized civil rights litigation attorney. She co-founded Smart Coos, an e-learning language community for newborns to eight months old. Smart Coos helps parents teach their children three languages from birth during the golden period when a child can learn any language effortlessly. As an attorney, she founded Desir and Associates, a civil rights law practice located in Florida and New York. DNA takes pride in vigorously protecting its clients' civil rights and interests. The practice focuses on the privacy rights of individuals, including violations under the Driver's Privacy Protection Act. So, women of the world, Ms. Mirta Desir, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. It's a pleasure to be here with you. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Mirta, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Smart Coos. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yes, absolutely. Smartcoos came into being when I was pregnant with my little girl. I was looking for an alternative to actually teaching her multiple languages, specifically Mandarin Chinese and uh, Spanish, which I do not speak myself. I speak French and English as well as sign language. Well, I looked low and high trying to find a solution. There was nothing. And basically, I knew that within the first 2,000 days of her life, that was the best time for her to learn any language and to be introduced to new skills. So basically, couldn't find what I was looking for, spoke to individuals, looked at other businesses, looked at other companies, nothing. And that's when I came up with the concept of SmartCoos. So I was pregnant at the time, and since then, um, approached a few investors, they loved the idea, spoke to some parents, moms, dads, multilingual families, and monolingual families, they loved it, and then I started from there. I just started putting it together, 
the different parts that were needed. We needed to have multiple language tutors. We had that. We needed books in the learning language as well as the native language. We got that going. And we also did the animated videos that are read aloud by a native speaker. And we had that. And then pretty much in no time, we had SmartCoot. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and how it came into existence. And I love that you carve out this niche because most of the time, I am more often, you know, it's the theme here in today's leading women. The defining moment really is when we f- we have that need, we have that need for ourselves. And or or for example, with you when you get pregnant, you have your daughter, you wanted to, you can't find that solution anywhere else, and you created it beautiful story now i'd love for you to share with our listeners what was the vision that you have you know that you know that compels you to or or that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out to be honest i'm going to be frank the fact that my daughter is one but i think the primary overreaching concept is the fact that children need to start what parents can give their children a leg up within those first few years when it's the best time to give it to them, I think it's a parent's duty to do that, their responsibility. And my goal is to kind of make it easier for parents everywhere to just do it. So they don't have to go through the frustration of trying to find a way of basically using, um, introducing a second or third language or trying to have find a way to make their child smarter. My goal is to kind of give them tools to do that. And for me, the fact that I'm helping just one parent, one mom, or one dad say, listen, this is the best thing I can do for my child when they're one year old, two, three, four, five, six years old, and I'm going to do it to make it easier for them to do it, that does it for me. Because I know as a parent, I was frustrated, and I understood the science, and I understood the research, but I didn't have the tools. And I am trying to basically do that, give those parents the tools. Yes, to provide the tools, provide the resources for parents to help their kids learn this multi-language, especially during those age when the kids are really receptive into learning. What a great uh, vision that one is. So for our listeners out there, the takeaway here is for you to create that vision or to and write it down, create a vision that inspires you on a daily basis, something that gives you direction, you know, something that you know you're going to be inspired with because there are going to be ups and downs building a business but when you know that you have this vision in your mind and in your heart you know that you are going somewhere you're doing something that is meaningful that is that it is that you love doing all right let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from Of course. I can honestly, this is not my first business. I do have a law practice prior to that. And before that, I had a tutoring service. So I had some experience failing. Uh, My first business, which was a tutoring service, I ended up selling it. And and that was was my first business. It was completely new. There were 8 million things happening. My law practice, I learned from my first business, complete success so far. The only difference was somewhere along the way, the passion wasn't there anymore. And it wasn't, and once my daughter was born, I guess my vision was redirected. And that's how I came with SmartCoot. And I'm going to say, though, those two businesses taught me so much, what to do, what not to do, how to manage, how to not manage. But regardless with all three, I think the key personality traits for me is drive, passion, and the belief that at the time or what I'm doing now is actually impacting another life positively. So in this case, if I can actually help a parent teach their child another language, 
just between birth and eight years old, I feel like I've done my job. And I feel that no matter what it is that you're doing, no matter whether it's helping children, volunteering, or starting a new business, you have to have that belief that you're actually making a difference one way or another. Wow. So that's drive, passion, and belief that what you're doing is making a difference in other people's lives. Great personal traits, personal qualities that we all can learn from. And the good news is that these traits or these qualities that uh, the Mirta just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I think one of the key things about when you come, when you face challenges is the fact that sometimes the challenges you face can either break you or they can actually literally transcend your idea and help you develop a better idea. Um, there's two ways of looking at it. I think initially when I came up with my concept, I had a concept. And of course, the key is, is anybody else out there willing to actually use this product or are they interested in this product? Uh, so on and so forth. And I found this little market of moms who really were excited and they did want the product and they do want their children to learn multiple languages. But then again, there is also this other segment of the population where they did not know that, for example, you know, the first six years of the child's life is the best time for them to learn a second language or that during that period, even if you're just reading to your child on a daily basis, it can literally rewire their brain later on. So there was this whole segment of the market that was unaware of the research, that was unaware of the science, and they would wait till their child was like three or four years old before they would even, you know, have read to them regularly or have conversations with them. And that wasn't, but that, in the fact that that information was out there, that was a market that was blocked off to them. So our business had to take a step back and we had to do two things. It was educate parents in a friendly way, not preach, but let them provide them with the information. And then at the same time, also provide them with the solution. And that was one of their biggest challenges, providing parents with the information and then providing with the solution. So many parents that we approach initially will be like, oh, no, I'm going to wait till my kid is, you know, six, seven, eight in middle school or high school to start teaching them another language a second or third language, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, according to so-and-so, this is, you know, science, the initial, those first few days are critical, and they were genuinely amazed, surprised, and then the next thing I know, they were basically our biggest supporters for smart tools. so I'm going to say, even if you know, as, I think as women, or just anybody who's starting a business, you know your product, you know the problem that you're trying to solve, but be aware that your market may not even know that that's a problem that even exists. And that step has to be taken back and let them know like, hey, this is the problem. And then this is also the solution. Yes, and creating awareness and educating uh, our customers the benefits that our product will do for them because sometimes they are not aware of it or they, uh, they 
they're not really uh, on board with or, or not in the radar. But once they understand, once they understand the benefits of what 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 it is for them, then they will be even more receptive. So great lesson in what you've shared. And the good thing when we're sharing the challenges that we have encountered, we learn from each other and we are able to support each other by learning from the challenges and how you're able to overcome them. All right. Let's, uh, okay. Well, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I'm going to have to be frank. I think it is nearly impossible to maintain a work by a work-life balance, only because at some point in time, something has to give. For instance, today, um, I had a play date with my child. I also had to do interviews of new employees, and I also had to do legal work, and we're packing up to move to California. So today, basically speaking, something had to go by the wayside because I am only one person. And I think that's the same thing that can be said, especially for women, because I have my hubby. I have to handle him. I have my baby. I have to handle whatever comes up with her. I have business one and business two. I have to handle that and prioritize. And then, of course, there's friends and there's family. So I think what I do specifically is I develop coping mechanisms. And what that means is today, basically speaking, this play date was arranged. We're going to get to the play date. But tomorrow, child's language tutor is coming. And while she's with her language tutor, uh, with her smartest language tutor, I am going to go ahead and get some other work done. My coping mechanism is, yes, I want to teach my child another language. But I also do know that I have to do X, Y, and Z at this time. So let the tutor teach her the language for about two hours or so. And I'm going to focus on doing something else, um, which is either work-related or preparing for the move. But I believe work-life balance, realistically, it's just very, 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 very hard. Every single day, we have to negotiate what's important. Is it the fact that I have a deadline at 5 o'clock that must be met? Or is it the fact that I really want to go to my kid's play date and I've been putting it off for the past two weeks? So something has to give at any given time. So for the work-life balance, I think anybody who does it, I give them props. I am not one of those women. I struggle with it every day. Um, and I probably fail at it every day, but what I'm aware of is the fact that one need or another is not being met. And when I know that need is not being met, I make plans in order to at least try to meet those needs and hope it doesn't have a negative impact on either my partner or on my child or my friend and family or work. And that's where the trick comes in. Yes. I mean, I agree with you. This uh, work-life balance sometimes I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, are struggle struggle with it because I myself battle with it on a daily basis. But yes, it really is all about prioritizing and being flexible around those priorities. I mean, what is important to you, make time for them. And I love when you said about, you know, 
creating coping mechanisms. So for example, if your kid is in school, then you, then that would be the time for you to do your, to do some work so that when your kid is at home, then you can focus on, on spending that time with them. So it's all about prioritizing, setting those priorities right and making time for those that are important to you. Sometimes we have to give up something. I mean, we have a business to take care of. We have a family. We have ourselves to take care of as well. But there are times that we have to be flexible around it's the expectations and the responsibilities that we have. So the bottom line here is to set your priorities right and make time for those that are important to you. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I firmly believe that success is a mindset. It doesn't matter whether you have $10 in your pocket or a billion dollars. If you are just not happy or content with yourself, I think it's irrelevant. You're not going to be happy and you're not going to feel successful. For me, success is waking up in the morning and believing that my personal mission in life is serving a purpose and that I've taken the necessary steps to accomplish that purpose. And you can't, and I feel like you can't really, there are benchmarks in life to show you, hey, I want to be from point a, and I want to be at point B, and those are benchmarks towards a certain goal, a certain event. But to and but for the actual feeling of success, I think it is a mental mind frame. Because if you're reaching your goals, but you're lying and you're cheating, you're not going to feel so great about it. So if you can wake up every morning, look yourself in the mirror, and you think that you're actually being true to yourself, and you're taking the necessary steps to accomplish your goal, you're going to feel successful. That's it. Love your perspective on the success. Yes, success is really amazing. I mean, I love when you how you put it and waking up in the morning, doing what's your purpose and what's meaningful to you and knowing that what you are putting out there is making a difference to other people's lives. What a, a, um, a true uh, meaning of success. I'm truly on board with that, with what you shared. So for our listeners out there, ask yourself one morning, what success mean to you? Really listen to your heart what is saying to you and and I would be interested I would love for you to share uh, with us with our listeners what the success mean to you so that we can all learn from each other all right let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? This these types of trips are in perfect order, and they actually build on each other. Do it, prioritize, delegate. Do it. You have the idea, you have the concept. Yes, you can spend six months writing your business plan. I actually suggest that you spend, you know, whatever time you think is necessary, but don't make it 
writing your business plan. A rough outline of where you are, where you're going to go, where you're going to end up. Do not spend more than a month on it. After that, prioritize. What is more important? What must be done first? Once you prioritize that important stuff, you're not going to be feel so overwhelmed. Because for me, the feeling of I have to be the, I have to wear 800 hats in my um, with my job or with you know with SmartCoos that can be me. But the way I solve that, which I should have started a little bit earlier, is delegate. You can probably be able to delegate little chunks of your day, anywhere from building the website, whether it's marketing, whether it's creating the business card, eight million little things you can delegate either with your co-founder, either with your team. If you don't have a team yet, you can get a freelancer either from freelancer.com or elance.com. Either way, find, delegate what you can. Stuff that doesn't require your hand, delegate it, review it, and keep it moving. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. Wow, great tips there that you just shared. So let me just summarize them again. I mean, you put it so eloquently and so simple and yet so powerful. So the first one is to do it. The second one is to prioritize. And I love that you mentioned about delegating what you can. It's really important to be able to delegate and outsource some of the tasks that could free you for doing the things that are important and those are revenue generating activities, for example. And the third one is systematize. Wow. Put systems in place, put processes in place so that uh, your team can follow. You don't have to be there uh, if you have the systems in place. Great tips there that we all can take action on today. So thank you for sharing those. Now, I'd love for you to share our listeners, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? I think this tool is very important for startups who don't have a lot of funds, who can't hire full-time staff initially, especially for the basic day-to-day running, or at least until you get off the ground. In the beginning, this helped me tremendously, and this was Elance and Freelancer or Odesk, whatever site, wherever you can contract out some of the work where you don't have the funds or you don't have the, or you don't actually need the full-time staff. So either way, sometimes you don't need somebody to actually work. 40 hours a week. It's a simple task. If you can delegate it, once again, it goes back to the delegation. If you can have somebody else do it, contract it out, or just use your local individual. If you know somebody, um, a family member who does, let's say you need a website design um, to go up, get that family member to do it. It's either do it that way or you're actually there for several hours learning it. Um, and if, it's, if your field isn't just that or if your business isn't that, it may not make any sense to go down that route. So be able to delegate in an e-lance, freelancer, contractor work, anything that you can contract out or give to a third party, do it when possible. Yes, I'm a big fan of uh, outsourcing and uh, getting contract works done and Elance, Freelancer, Odesk, even Fiverr, I use those. Really important to tap into this resource that we have, a great resource. I'm going to make sure to have that on our show notes. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? I am a big fan of reading books that are not directly on point, but then taking the lessons that they offer and seeing if you can implement them in your life. My two books, top of the list, well, one is a book, Freakonomics, one, Freakonomics, favorite book of all time, but in the sense that the reason I like Freakonomics is that it tests your basic assumptions of things. All these things that we tend to rely on, different perspectives that you thought were true, it's like, well, you know. A and Z might be true, but your basic assumptions are not accurate. 
And for the business owner, I think that's very important. It does help you see, hey, maybe you want to do X and Y, but maybe you need to go back and look at A, B, and C because that might actually help you with your business. So I think those are, that's very good resource. And of course, I like anything by Malcolm Gladwell for the same reason I like Freakonomics. It tests your basic assumptions. And I think businesses need to do that on a regular basis where you might be working with one assumption and it's inaccurate and you need to go back to the starting point and say, hey, let me actually look at this differently or see what else might be a factor in the end game. Yeah, so that's Freakonomics by Stephen Levitt. And of course, any book from uh, Malcolm Gladwell, I'm a big fan of him as well. Great resource, great books that we can all learn from. And uh, by the way, for our listeners, you can now get a free audio download of this book or your favorite one at Audible by going to today's leadingwomen.com forward slash Audible. So that's Freakonomics by Stephen Levitt or any of Malcolm Gladwell's book. Now, uh, Mirta, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone that you admire and look up to. My superheroine is my, well, was my aunt. She passed recently, but... She was a perfectly average woman who experienced a lot of life's difficulties. But at the end of the day, she was very classy, very courageous, and she was never bitter. And I think it takes a lot of character to go through life when life is throwing, you know, um, hardballs at you left and right for you to actually go through it classy, courageous, and not bitter. And for me, that's a superhero. So... If I could, if I want to say somebody I admire, somebody I want to be, or at least carry that courage through, that would be her, my aunt, Jessie. Wow, kudos to you, Anne. I mean, I love those, those characteristics that you've just shared uh, about classic, courageous, wow, beautiful, what an inspiration. Last but not the least, Mirta, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Absolutely. You, Smart Coos is there to help mom, dad, if you're pregnant, if you have a newborn, um, children up to eight years old, we are definitely there to help the parent create the multilingual child and at the same time a smarter child. Smartcoos.com, S-M-A-R-T-C-O-O-S, smartcoos.com. Um, parents can pre-order now. Uh, and right now we're having a major sale happening about up to 25% off for an annual package. Uh, and basically, to learn a little bit more about me, same site smartcoos.com. And if you want to learn a little bit more about me, how to get in touch with me, you're more than welcome to do so. And for anyone out there who's thinking about starting a business or who needs any advice, shoot me an email, hello at smartcoos.com, and just say you have some questions, and I'll be more than happy to answer it. 
All right, so that's smartcoos, the C-O-O-S, C-O-O-S.com, as in coos or cooings like that. So smartcoos.com. And of course, her email at hello at smartcoos.com. And for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to go there now. Go into the website, check the website at smartcoos.com. Be on their mailing list so that you know what uh, any updates that uh, Mirta and the company is putting out there. And also to pre-order uh, the the, the, the the ones that she has there because they have a promo right now um so for our parents out there um for your children i really encourage you to go check the website and see what's in it for uh, for you there what benefit do you have with the products and the services that mirta and her company are offering so that's smartcoos.com and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's leadingwomen.com forward slash mirta this year or just type in her name on the search bar and will find for you again that link is smartcoos.com or you can reach um, mirta at hello at smartcoos.com mirta thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much, Mary. I appreciate it. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.